Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 277. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time here, the way this works is I'm going to say a few things, then I'm going to read you a blog, then I'm going to say a few more things, and then I'm going to play you a song. Um, and the reason I think there might be some new folks here around about this time is that I submitted this podcast to a bunch of new platforms that I found out about. Uh, most of them are international, so um, welcome. I'm recording under a loft bed in Astoria, Queens, New York City, and uh, I'm glad to talk to people everywhere. It's pretty cool. It is one of the super neat things about the internet, and uh, it's probably good to remember that there are some super neat, neat things about the internet, because this post is about how some things are not super neat on the internet. And the only thing that might be useful to know if you haven't been listening to previous podcasts is that a lot of this uh, post is in response to um, grieving that I've been doing over the loss of my brother, um, so that uh, plays an important part in um, in this post. It's not about that, so I, I don't think if that's a trigger for you, I think you'll be okay, because mostly it's about the internet, but I just thought I'd give you some background just in case. Anyway, it is called The Internet is Not a Friend. In the throes of my grief, I thought I'd just go along as normal. Get on the internet. See what's what. You will be stunned to learn that the internet did not make me feel any better. Over and over, I turned to the internet and over and over, it did not help. Not Facebook, not Twitter, not Reddit, not Instagram. Shocking, I know. None of those things could do the heavy lifting of distracting me or providing comfort of any kind. I do not know why I turn to them, except that it has become habitual. Also, I guess I just don't have websites I visit for just fun or whatever anymore. So the internet is no longer a series of places to check out, but weird social media plazas that I visit regularly. I don't really use any of these places in a personal way anymore. Most of them are where I put arts or career news or occasionally promote the blog or podcasts. When big things happen, am I meant to put out a personal press release on my social media? Should I say something about what had happened? I do nothing personal on Twitter, Reddit, or Instagram. But a lot of my personal friends are also my Facebook friends, and it's where they share their news. So it is confusing. Also, I have over a thousand Facebook friends. I did not really want or need a thousand condolences. I thought it might make sense just to skip it. After all, in the first few days after the news of my brother's death, all I wanted was to just pretend it didn't happen. So I hung around Facebook, watching all the people go on about their lives, as if there hadn't just been an enormous earthquake in my world. But then I started to make my way out of the denial stage and into something just as sad, but realer. 
there is something so terribly clarifying about this sort of grief. It was just so clear what did me good and what did not. Hugs, good. Social media, no good. Not bad, necessarily, just not good. I have thought this before. I've known this. And yet these weird tools have somehow become so ubiquitous in my life, I find it hard not to engage with them. Now I have to relearn how to be not only without my brother, but also without my old crutches because they are useless in this scenario. I found it challenging to write anything of substance while riding this roller coaster of grief, but managed a little fantastical interlude about saving my brother with a time machine. I was wary about sharing the news of his death on Facebook, but I figured that since Facebook typically shows my blogs to only a handful of people, I could probably covertly share the news to a handful of people without too much fanfare. It didn't really pan out that way, though. In the past year, when I posted a blog on my personal Facebook page, I got a handful of views, around two or three, on average. When I posted this one, Facebook boosted it up to 331. This led to 50-plus comments on the post and almost 100 likes. I suppose I had a sense that Facebook might be programmed to promote a death post. For a while there, in the past few months, it felt like my feed was exclusively death announcements and ads. I chalked it up to my age and a time in our lives when we tend to lose people, but... Now I realize that death drives engagement, so the algorithm is trained to seek it out, even when it's not obvious. I said nothing about the content of the blog post in my description in the feed, but now I realize that the algorithm is likely trained to respond to words in the comments, like loss and condolences. Is it good to hear from friends in a time like this? Absolutely. But like the stream of happy birthdays on one special day, the comments do tend to blend together after a while. I found I had to be very deliberate about how I took them in, so I didn't lose the individuality of each person who kindly took the time to comment. Meanwhile, direct messages, regardless of the medium, did not require such diligence. Texts, emails, even cards in the mail— These things opened up conversation or gave me something to touch and look at instead of feeling like I was fording a river of condolence. Then Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all disappeared for a day, and the crash and the whistleblowing that preceded it seemed to have prompted many of my Facebook friends to leave the platform. Some are migrating to Instagram. Not sure I get that one. It's the same company. And some are migrating to Twitter and encouraging their friends to join them there. Over on Reddit, everyone gleefully watched this crash, and then Reddit went down for a day or two. Despite all the ways none of these platforms make me feel good, this migration does make me think about why Facebook, in particular, has a hold on me. First and foremost, Most of my friends are there. I go where my friends are. I moved to New York City because my friends were here, and I got on Facebook because my friends were joining. I want to be where my friends are, full stop. The problem with Twitter is that while some of my friends are there, Twitter never shows them to me. (laughs) 
I see endless posts for political analysts and public figures, but only once in a blue moon do I see a friend, and they rarely see me. And while it was weird as hell to be discussing my brother's death on Facebook, there was not even a like on my blog post about it on Twitter, where it gets auto-shared, and there's not even a way to share a blog post on Instagram. It's all very weird and confusing. Because while the Facebook river of condolence was overwhelming, it was an outpouring of kindness and support in a time when it is needed. It is nothing to sneeze at, even if it's challenging to take in. Facebook has squandered so much of its potential by turning a place that used to be cool, full of our friends, into a political cesspool whirling around relentless advertising peppered with people's saddest moments. Is it any wonder folks are leaving? It's just not fun to be there anymore. And it used to be, really. Is it awful? Of course. Are we prepared to do without it? I'm not sure. We need an alternative, and I don't think Twitter is it. Also, we've tanked all the other ways we used to let people know about things. We don't have everyone's phone numbers. We don't have their mailing addresses for our show postcards or life announcements. Facebook has become the town square where we tack up our announcements for passersby, and somehow... There's no better way to get out the news. And that doesn't make me feel good either. I see, though, in the saddest moments, there's really nothing the internet can do. It is clear, again, that it is not the place to go for comfort. That place is actual people with actual bodies who can actually hug you. So the post that I referenced in this post, the one that uh, sort of broadcast the news about my brother to my Facebook community, can I call it a community? I don't know if I can. Uh, That one's called Non-Regulation Time Machine Dream. And if you want to listen to the podcast version of that, it's about two episodes ago. So episode 275. Um, And you can also read it on the blog. It's artiststruggle.wordpress.com. You have to just scroll back a little bit to get there, but you'll, you'll get there. Um, and it's a pretty short little little piece about time machines. Um, I will say, oddly, this, this post generated much more, um, I don't know, conversation, uh, reaction on LinkedIn than the previous one. I think maybe it just didn't uh, register on LinkedIn, because the the blog auto posts to a bunch of places. And so, you know, you see more or less of it. Um, or, you know, sometimes it has an intro from me, and sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, the the one about the time machine, and that's actually, you know, sort of directly in response to, to Will's death, like, that one, I think, didn't register with the folks on LinkedIn. So I got a lot of like, oh my gosh, what happened? Um, responses from this one, uh, which it's, that's one of the other odd things about how the internet works is that everybody gets information at different times. Like, it's not like when you tell someone something and they receive the information when you tell them the thing. 
for example, I, I just got a really sweet message from someone who read uh, a blog post called Hope Hangover, uh, which I wrote in 2018. That one's oddly more popular as a as a podcast, has a lot more listens than it does views. Anyway, that's from a few years ago, and someone reached out because they enjoyed it, which is great. Thank you so much to that person. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I wrote it a few years ago now, and, and that information just got to, to this person. And, and like, that's a, that's a little bit how, you know, some artistic things work. So, like, you know, you write a book, I guess, and people read it later. <laughs> like, that makes sense. But, like, news, the news coming in at different times, just, like, even just one's personal news, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's really just, like, it's just, it's not a friend, right? You tell a friend, it happens in the moment. Anyway, so, the song. What song is going to be here? Well, I've had this Willie Nelson song sitting in my under-consideration file for some time, and I looked at it and thought, your time has come, Willie Nelson's Somebody Pick Up My Pieces. Now is your moment. <laughs> Not because I'm in pieces. Uh... <laughs> anyway, it's, it is, I'm going to dedicate the song to the people who have been picking up my pieces. So thank you to all the people who have sent me messages and plants and flowers and cards and phone calls and texts and things like that. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, oh, before I sing it to you, I just want to say thank you to everybody now who's listening. really appreciate having your ears on this thing. And if you would like to support the podcast, please tell someone about it. Share it on the social medias, review, subscribe, do all the things. Uh, if you would like to support it with uh, money, there is patreon.com slash Davis. There's also Ko-fi and PayPal. All those links are in the show notes, and all support is very much appreciated. Especially the listening part. Thank you. So without much further ado, I'm going to play for you Willie Nelson's Somebody Pick Up My Pieces from his album Teatro from, when was this, like 2000 maybe, late 90s, somewhere in there. It's a great album. I've already done like at least one, maybe two songs from this album. <laughs> I like Willie Nelson. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, I'm playing the ukulele. And uh, yeah, it's just pretty. It's a pretty, it's pr pretty straightforward take. So, here is Willie Nelson's song. Somebody pick up my pieces. Somebody pick up my pieces. I'm scattered everywhere. Put me back together Put me way over there Take me out of contention 
I surrender my crown Somebody pick up my pieces It's just me coming down Well, I sure thought I had her Lord, I know she had What I thought was heaven Was just falling debris Well, I may not be crazy But I got one hell of a start Somebody pick up my pieces I think I'm falling Don't follow my footsteps Step over my trail The road is too narrow And your footing could fail And the fall to the bottom Could tear of you and your